Hey everybody, welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Paul, I'm one of the pastors, and it is so good that you chose to be part of us and be with us today. Hey, I have to admit, I do get hate mail. Uh, this week I got a bunch of it because I mentioned uh, songs with lousy lyrics, and I specifically mentioned A Horse With No Name by America. To some of you, believe it or not, that was blasphemy. I blasphemed as I insulted the song. And many of you said how much you love that song and why did I pick on that song. And I just said if the guy had just named his horse, we'd all be fine. And so I'll, I'll lay off bad song lyrics like Elton John's song, Your Song. And let's just not talk about that. Let's not talk about how it's supposed to be a love song, but it really is an expensive construction project in the making. I mean, here you have Elton, and he's, he's sitting on a roof, and he's doing what? He's kicking off moss. That can't be good. I mean, first of all, who sits on a roof? I mean, who, just, who, who does that? Who sits on a roof all day long? And his real problem is not forgetting the eye color, whether it's green or blue, even though that's a pretty serious boyfriend offense. But his real problem is his roof is growing moss, you know. He has an extensive roof drainage problem. And that means he probably has an accumulation of moisture in his walls, and that's dry rot. And he really should be calling a contractor, but what's he doing? No, no, no. He'd rather just sit on a roof and write songs. And then he says, you can tell everybody that this is your song. I don't think so. So what am I going to be talking about today? We're actually going to be talking about not Elton John's songs. We're going to be talking about songs that God gave us. Songs that God wants us to sing actually to him. And they are in the Bible book of Psalms. And God gave us this incredible song book because songs are so good at expressing life, every part of life. If you have frustrations... Those are in the Psalms. If you're angry at life, that's in the Psalms. If you're angry at God, that's in the Psalms. If you have fear, that's in the Psalms. If you have just outright joy, that's in the Psalms too. And so what we did is we ripped off Stevie Wonder's album title, Songs in the Key of Life, because that's what the Bible book of Psalms is all about, songs that God has given us that are in the key of life. And today what I would love to happen to you is that you would feel very, very small. Very small. Because I believe that the smaller you feel, the bigger God can become in your life. I want us to be blown away by God, who he is, and his majesty, and his awesomeness, and then be blown away by his love for us. So let's move into this with an understanding of we're going to get real small. God's going to get real big. Would you pray with me, please? Father, today we want to thank you for being God and Lord. Help us to have the eyes to see everything about you that we need to see and everything about us that we need to see too. May we be able to exalt you and glorify you because you are God and you're worthy of it, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Psalm 8, this is what we're going to be looking at in our album, Songs in the Key of Life. It says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place, what is man that you're mindful of him? Human beings that you would care for them. You've made them a little lower than the angels. You've crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Great song. Let's talk just a second about what it means to us. You'll notice, and you probably did notice, that it starts with the same words, and what? It ends with the same words. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Now, now some songs repeat themselves. For instance, Help Me Rhonda by the Beach Boys. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. It does that a lot, like 44 times. Not that I've counted or anything like that. Psalm 8 says it twice. And it's at the beginning and it's at the end, which means this is what I'm trying to tell you. It starts with the phrase and it ends with a phrase. And it's trying to say this. Look, God is majestic. He's awesome and incredible and indescribable. God is that way at the front end. God is that way at the back end of everything. And everything that's going to be in between those two statements, we're going to sing about how incredible our God is. But what's really cool, and and this gets to me whenever I read it, he says this, Lord, our Lord. And if you look at it, it's spelled the same. But the first Lord is capitalized, and the second is not. It's because those two words are actually different words. The second one, let's look at the second one, and go ahead and circle that one. Circle that, where it has Lord, it It means the one who I've allowed to be in charge of my life. That's what that word means. Lord, you're Lord. You're the one that I've allowed to run my life, be in charge of my life, be the one who's in complete control of me. It's the one that I've surrendered my life to. You're my Lord. Now, the first Lord, in all caps, Um, That's actually the name that God gives to us, and in the Hebrew, it's the word Yahweh. Sometimes some of the praise songs we sing will have that term, Yahweh. It's kind of the old word for it was Jehovah. And what it means, if it were translated, it means I am. Or God is saying, call me I am, which means a self-existent one. It means the one that has no beginning, no end. It's the name God gave to the Israelites, and it's the name of the God of the Old Testament and the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Babylonians didn't have that God. The Egyptians worshiped something else. It's a special name. 
It's a personal name. Whenever you see in your Bible, in the Old Testament, Lord capitalized, it's the special name God gave, a familiar name for us to use. And so it starts with this declaration. Yahweh, you're my Lord. It's you, God, Yahweh. You're my Lord. It's you who are majestic. In the whole earth, you and you alone. And you know we're going to come back to, to this, and you know that it's going to lead to the big question that we're going to bring back. Who's the one that's your Lord? Which, which thing is your Lord? Is it Lord Yahweh, the God of Jesus, Jesus himself? Is he the ruler and master of your life, the one that you've surrendered your will to? Or, or is it going to be something else? Okay, let's move to the next part of the song. It says this, You set your glory in the heavens, through the praise of children and infants, you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe of the avenger. And those aren't particularly poetic words to us, but it's pretty cool when you think about it. He's saying here, okay, anybody that hates God, is there anybody out there that doesn't like God, doesn't think much of God, doesn't give a rip about who God is, could care less, couldn't care less about God? Well, they need to shut up. He's saying because there are two very obvious ways that God has shown the world how great he is. One is the glory in the heavens, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But the second one is babies. He's going from the stars and the universe to a, li a little tiny baby. Now let's take the baby or the infant thing first. And you're asking, well, how does a baby, how does a baby declare the praise of who God is? You know, as, as a pastor, um, when people have babies, um, I'll go to the hospital and people really like me to do it and see their little baby and all that. Oh, you know, look at that, that little baby. And I really like to do it. It's just kind of a fun part of, of my job to see how mom and dad are doing and how the baby's doing. And, of course, whenever I get back to the office, I always get the third degree um, boy or girl, you know, and is, is there a name, and how much did it weigh, you know, and how long was it, and how long was she in labor, really, honestly, I'm asked that question all the time, and they'll ask me all these questions, you know, who is it named after, which one does it look like, and I'll say, I don't know these things, you know, I know it's a baby, there was a baby there in blankets, it's a baby, a human, a person, and then they'll always ask, well, is she cute? No. They're never cute. Newborn babies are never cute. Have you ever seen a newborn? Ugh, they're just not cute. The only newborn that was ever cute was my daughter. She was cute now. And when it says here, through the praise of children and infants, the songwriter is saying, the praise is that they are a baby. That there's a baby there. Uh, I, I just don't think there are many atheists in a delivery room. It's just hard to imagine that there's no God when you see a human being there like that. And when you see how God pulled all this together, it, it honestly is as a miracle in itself. 
And I remember holding my, my little daughter. She was just moments old. And I, I remember holding her and asking her, who are you, you know, little one? Who are you, Rebecca? What do you like? What's your personality going to be like? What's your sense of humor going to be like? What are going to be your dreams, your aspirations? What are you going to hope for most of all? What's your love of your life going to be like? You, little one, are masterpiece. God's creation. I want to say, see my baby? See my baby? Oh, Lord, my Lord, how majestic is your name because of this. The song moves from babies to the universe. It goes from the small little thing to that which is massive. Listen to what the song says. You, you know, God, you have set your glory in the heavens. And then it says this, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which, which you have set in place, question, what is man? What is man that you're mindful of him? Human beings that you would even care for them. Remember the first time you saw the stars? I mean, really saw the stars. I grew up in Southern California, and there was so much light there that you could only see a, one or two stars at night. Um, I was in Idaho um, backpacking and sleeping outside on Mount Top. At 2 a.m., I, I woke up, and I didn't feel like I was just seeing stars. I felt like I was among the stars. I had never seen so many, ever. And it was a, oh, oh my, type thing. There were more stars than there was night sky. Billions of stars, oceans of stars. More than billions. You know, there are more stars in the sky, in the universe, than there are grains of sand on every beach on earth. More stars. Now, I can't get my head sometimes around the size of the universe that God created. And actually what this song is trying to do is saying, try and comprehend this, try and get this, and try and understand your place in this universe. And, and, and so let's try something, okay? Um, I invited you, I, I sent you an email uh, asking you to bring a quarter uh, to, or have a quarter handy when you're watching this service, and, and, and so it would be great if everybody has a quarter. If you don't, go grab one really quick, because I, I, want, I want you to just kind of uh, look at this quarter for a moment. This is a size thing, okay? Uh, I'm going to try and do a little size thing. And, and, and what I, I need to do to help you, because this is the only thing that helped me get my head around the size of how big we are, how small we are, and in proportion to all this stuff, um, I want to talk about our solar system. Now, our solar system is in this galaxy called the Milky Way galaxy, and, and you all know that, and you'll all learn that in school. And our solar system really is in the middle of that, or in part of that Milky Way. Solar system is composed of our sun and the planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Earth, Saturn, etc. That's our 
solar system, okay? And I did some reading on this, and I thought our solar system is, is pretty cool, and I live there. You know, I live there. It's, it's, it's kind of part of my home. Is there a name for our solar system? And the answer is, its name is solar system. It's unnamed. It's a solar system with no name, like the stupid horse in the stupid song, okay? Now, let's pretend for a second that we could shrink our solar system, which is named solar system. Let's pretend that we could shrink our solar system, the sun and all the planets, all of it down, and put them on this quarter, okay? Put them on your quarter. If we could shrink down the sun and the earth and Mercury and Venus and Mars and Jupiter, and we might as well throw in Pluto there, even though we got bumped from the solar system planet thing. Now, now we're going to shrink it down, and if we could fit our whole solar system on this quarter, the sun would be in the middle of, of, of poor old George's ear. It would be right there. And, and, and somewhere in that hair, um, our sun would be there, okay? Um, by the way, how big do you think the sun would be? If we could put our solar system on the quarter, how big do you think our sun would be on this? Do you know that you could not take the sharpest pen and put a dot on the quarter for it to be small enough? You couldn't do it. If our solar system were the size of a quarter, you would not be able to see the sun. It would be microscopic. Now, the Earth would be probably around the very tip of George Washington's nose there. And to see the Earth, you would need the most powerful telescope or powerful microscope to see the Earth. But suppose you could see the Earth, you know, right there. Right there, that's Earth. That's home. Can you find yourself? Now, the earth we live in, it's huge to us. It's a pretty big place. Rotates around the sun every 365 and a quarter days. And it will be rotating around our quarter that way. On this quarter, the earth, the sun, all the planets, Mars, Jupiter, they are all tiny little specks rotating around right there. Our solar system, as I mentioned, is part of a bigger neighborhood called the Milky Way Galaxy. And I want you to understand the size of our solar system, which seems huge to me. The Earth is huge to me. The solar system's way bigger. You couldn't see the Earth on this. If Earth were the size of a pin speck, if our solar system were the size of this quarter, and this is what got to me. The Milky Way galaxy, if the, our solar system were the size of a quarter, our Milky Way galaxy would be the size of North America. That's our galaxy. And we are just in the Milky Way galaxy our solar system is just the size of a quarter on something the size of North America. And that's just our galaxy. You know that uh, North America, we live on a quarter so small we can't even see our planet. And the Milky Way galaxy is not all there is. 
You know, they used to think that there were 125 billion galaxies, 125 billion. Well, Hubble came along and they upped that. How many galaxies are there? Two trillion. Two trillion, they're guessing. Each galaxy with billions of stars. Do you feel small? You are small. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place, it asks a question, and it's a question that we're all asking now, and we should. When I consider that I am just a tiny microscopic speck on a quarter in a galaxy the size of North America, in a universe that I cannot even begin to comprehend. Who am I that you would even think of me? God, who am I that you would even think of me? Look at your quarter. And you ask yourself, who am I, God? Somewhere down here on this thing, It says this, what is man that you're mindful of him? Human beings, did you even care for them? But there's an answer. The song goes on to say, you've made them. You've made me. He made you a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. And for some reason, God said to this microscopic speck on the end of George Washington's nose, this place, this place, this one place. And to the people there, he said, I will care about you. And I will crown you with honor. I will make you different than all the animals. I, I, I think about the whole evolutionary process. The Bible says we're not just a little higher than the animals. It doesn't say that. It says we humans are just a little lower than the heavenly beings. We're just not advanced animals. We're actually just a little bit lower than the heavenly beings. And while you are very, very, very small, you are deeply loved. So much so that this place, this place, became the place in the galaxy that God said, I want to give this place my attention. I want to give this place my grace. I want to give this place my son. My son Jesus, who for a little while became one of us. God of wonders, 
beyond our galaxy, beyond our universe, came down to this tiny little speck and said, I will walk with you. I will love you. I'll care about you. Not because we're so special. Not because we're special at all. The universe tells us how kind of unspecial we are. And God didn't do it because somehow he thought, man, these are great people. I want to be with them. He did it because he loves us in our brokenness and in our smallness. He saw how on this small, small world we were messing up so badly. And his love is so, so great. He loved us, these teeny tiny people, and died for us. Jesus did that. And so this song is saying, in the main scheme of things, <laughs> you're very, very small. In fact, sometimes starting out small is the best way because the only way you can go is up. He loved these teeny tiny people, called us, and died for us. That's how much he loved us. The Bible says, For Christ died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. You can reword that and say, For Christ died for sins once for all, the majestic for the very, very small the holy awesome one for those that were very teeny tiny. You can make that verse personal. Christ died for sins once and for all. The just for the unjust that he might bring me to God. The song starts out with this. O Lord, the creator of the universe, the creator of everything, the creator of me. O Lord, my Lord. I've I got to ask, is that, is that true for you? Is that true for you? Is he your Lord? Is it true? Statement. Is that a song that you can sing with joy? With relief that you're not just an insignificant speck. You're an insignificant speck that the one who put the stars in place and calls them by name loves. Can you say that? Is he your Lord, this Lord?